Welcome to Size Eyes, the life of a long-term multitasker. This is the Fully Content series, where content is king, but its wisdom is the kingdom. Where learning is simultaneously a convergent and divergent experience. Where the threads of all the content consumed connect to form a mesmerizing web of infinite understanding. This series explores my unique insights, learnings, and connections with books, podcasts, articles, documentaries, and any other forms of content that I consume. Ultimately though, all this knowledge is only a rumor until it is in the muscle. Okay, this episode, we're gonna be taking a look at another Stephen Bartlett Diary of a CEO podcast discussion, this time with astrophysicist, author, and overall badass, Neil deGrasse Tyson. I believe you've probably heard of him, um, explaining eccentrically um, the, the universe and it's all its mysticism, but in a very simple and engaging way. So anyways, let's dig in. So one of the things that, so this wasn't actually something that he, like Neil said, but it's just, it's the first question that Steven asks a lot of guests. This is the first one that he asks a lot is like, give me the most important context of your earliest years for me. And what I've started to do is write some of the questions that podcast hosts and books or whatever the content form is, whatever those questions are that people ask of other people, I'm, I write those down, those questions down for myself to then answer later. So then I took this question of like, what is the most important context of the earliest years for me that help understand, that help other people and myself understand who I am now? And I think I spent, you know, a good hour plus answering this question. I think I wrote like 1200 words for this one question, really going back, understanding my childhood, understanding my parents, like their parenting style the beliefs that I have now, the emotions that I experience now, the experiences that I had, um, all these things, like the social circles that I have had in the past or have now, my regrets, perhaps. And like all this, it really just puts into perspective of who I am and all the experiences that I've had that make me unique and make me imperfect. So I think this is a question that I highly recommend you ask yourself and allocate a good hour to answering to allow yourself time to dig deep into the past, dig deep into yourselves. And at the end of it, I, I wrote, that was healing, exclamation mark. That was freaking healing. Ah. <sighs> Now, moving on to something else that Neil mentioned in the podcast. He mentioned this alien trope, and I just found it funny, so I'm just going to share it here. 
this alien trope and analogy of like, hey, imagine there's aliens who came here to the Earth and saw how beautiful this planet was. And they zoomed in, they kept zooming in and saw people. He saw the, all the good things, the, the aliens saw all the good things that the humans did for one another. But then eventually they saw all the war, they saw the destruction, the crime, the injustice taking place. And then eventually when they leave the earth, the aliens would be like, there's no sign of intelligent life on earth. I just found that hilarious. Like, yeah, they're just hurting people, killing people because they're just different because people find they're different from one another. And because there's some resources that are in one place of the earth, but not another. And it's just kind of, kind of sounds silly when you zoom out and look at it from that perspective. So I wanted to share that. One thing he shared as well was growing up, there were a lot of, he experienced a lot of racism. But that, mo that racism motivated him to be even better. It was called a lot of racial slurs. Um, and whether it was a physical activity, because I believe he did track and field. Um, so like when, when he would hear people saying that type of stuff, he just wanted, that just fueled him to make the distance even further when he was running on the track, right? And I, I've, I think I've embodied some of this and used this to motivate and fuel me as well. And I think that that's what I need. It's not like, hey, I need 100% of the haters out there, but I think I need some of those people who don't think they're supporting me, but really at the end, they are kind of supporting me because those are the people who are telling me I can't do this or, hey, you should consider it this way. Hey, you should fit in a little bit more. I think very rarely will people actually say, hey, don't do this. They'll just say it in a nice way to be like, hey, I think you should consider it this way. And of course, I, you know, I can listen to them. I can hear them out. Eventually, though, it is my decision to how I want to live my life. So I don't, don't just need supporters who are encouraging me. I need, I need those haters in my life to tell me how they feel. And I found that that has fueled me, whether it's physical, mental, intellectual, emotional feats. I need those people in my life. So ask yourself, is it, do you have those people in your life? Do you feel fueled? Do you feel fueled by those people? And how do you surround yourself with more of those people? What is the right balance for you? Okay, enough there. Similar to that is Neil deGrasse Tyson said, challenge people's heuristics and beliefs by being so good and so great. Like he defined what it meant to be black, right? He wasn't confined to a couple of boxes, right? Like when someone wanted to be prejudiced, when that was their instinct, right? They had to somehow reconcile the fact that they just interacted with him, right? Maybe their heuristics of, of African-American people were maybe they can't be astrophysicists. Maybe they can't be great on the news. Like whatever these things that people tell themselves sometimes, whether consciously or unconsciously, whether for their personal experience or whatnot, challenge them be like wait i this is my current belief but here's this person who's defying those beliefs who's living their life that's not consistent with my beliefs how can that be so make them 
reconcile that. And then eventually, hopefully, that leads to discussion. Right? And so I, I wrote a few things. Some of them I resonate with, some of them I just wrote generally, but let me just read them. I was like, what heuristics do I want people to rewire about me? Right? That a brown person can be a great writer. That a young person can be wise. That a young person can be spiritual. That a short, skinny person can be strong and commanding. They can have a presence. That a person without any technical background can be intelligent and have great depth of knowledge on various topics. That a young person can be a successful life coach. That a person without any accreditation can know what they're talking about. That a person without a significant romantic relationship in the past can have high EQ. That a person who's never parented can have good parenting advice. That a person who says he's spiritual but not religious can love all the religions equally and have much knowledge about them. That a person with dark skin can be handsome. That a person with my physique can have amazing endurance. That a person with undiagnosed ADHD can be successful in their own way through immense focus. These are some of the heuristics that I want people to rewire about me. Next topic here that Tyson was talking about was do the thing that you'd be doing for free as your job. And this has been said in many ways in the past before, but like, hey, what about it for me? Right? I want to this fully contend is about connecting the content to my life and not just regurgitating quotes, right? So what did I say? I said I'd be writing for free. I'd be teaching for free. I'd be interacting with young children for free. I'd be sharing my ideas and theories and frameworks for free with people who need them. I'd be inspiring others to be themselves for free. I'd be traveling for free, which I already have. Thank you, United Airlines. I'd be coaching for free, which I've experienced that as well. Thank you for that experience, all those people who bought into me so far. I'd be having one-on-one -on -one deep chats for free. I'd help people realize their potential for free. I'd be organizing very small retreats and getaways for free to deeply connect with others. These are just some of the things that I'd be doing for free as, if, as my job. And eventually I'll be paid for it. I know that. Um, I'm switching topics here. DeGrasse Tyson was talking about, it doesn't matter if you're right, if you're not effective. Like finding the most effective way to connect with the audience was a big piece. Like something that he would do when he would go on the Daily Show with Jon Stewart was he'd have all these sorts of things that he would practice. He would practice like quick 15, 30 second sound bites that knowing that he's going to be asked a few questions, he, he practices these quick sound bites, these like almost canned answers that can explain something in 10 seconds. And I thought that was very insightful that it seems so natural when he's talking about it. And it is because he has such a great depth of knowledge and not just great depth of knowledge, but a way to package it up in a way that people who don't understand it as well can understand it and really feel it. So it's all about packaging here, 
and understanding it in a way that you can explain it in 10 seconds, as well as being able to explain it in 10 minutes. Conciseness and comprehensiveness, highest level and the lowest level. That is something that resonated with me when he was talking about. So, and I think that, res that relates even more now to our TikTok world, our Reels world, our YouTube Shorts world, where everything is, you gotta have, catch your attention in the first two seconds, right? Maybe, and some people want to read a book still, right? How do I resonate with both those audiences? People who want to sit down and read for hours and people who want to just consume something really quickly for 30 seconds. Being able to package things up in both ways is an art. It's an art. Oh, let's see, what else? I took a bunch of notes here. So I encourage you, by the way, to read my notes. Uh, I did a word count on this and it was around 5,300 words that I integrated the learnings of this podcast episode in, into me. So it's public on my media vault, Neil deGrasse Tyson plus Steven is the name of it. So if you feel like reading through where I'm getting some of this content, it's public. Um, what else? One quote he had in there was, it's not just me alive within the universe. It's the universe is alive within me. Like, that was nuts. It's like, we are the universe. Like, we can experience everything. Like, we're literally stardust physically. But then there are parts of the Big Bang also within me. Right? But if you just meditate and close your eyes and really experience it, we can experience the entire universe in our soul. And that's absolutely nuts. Like we're nothing and we're everything at the same time. It's kind of cool. One thing he said was, you know, we're special, not just because we are different. We're special because we are the same. We are special because we are the same. Like one thing he mentioned was about race. Um, like when people mention, like, hey, like when they ask, hey, what are you or where are you from, whatever, like he was, he just said, hey, let's, I'm, I'm the human race. It doesn't matter where I'm from, if I'm black, brown, yellow, white, red, orange, what color I am. It doesn't matter any of that, what religion I am. We're, I'm, what are you? I'm a human. That's the first thing. So that really resonated with me. That we're special not because of all of our differences, which we all are. We all have. We all have a unique aspect to ourselves. But we're special because we're the same also. And understanding that was really key because I adjusted the workshop that I did of all or one a couple of times, one virtual, one in person, to I adjusted my workshop message to a version of this. So listening to this episode came at a perfect time. Uh, what else? What else? Going through my notes here. Last thing I'll share here is an artist's job is to show the world as I do not see it. Quote from Tyson. An artist's job is to show the world as I do not see it. It's to show a different perspective. And I use artist here very liberally. And he used artist very liberally, right? It could be 
a business person, it could be a writer, it could be an improv artist, it could be a musician, it could be anything that you do, any craft that you do, anything that you do in life, right? Can you show the world, can you express it in a way that is not currently being expressed? And if you can do that, then that's the goal. That's one of the goals, right? That's my job. That's my job as a podcast host. That's my job as a friend. That's my job as a partner. That's my job as anything in life to show the world as others do not see it and to understand other people's perspectives as I do not see it. And that way we can all grow together and have empathy for each other. So that was a little bit longer episode, but hopefully that gives you a little bit insight into the depth of how I was able to connect Neil deGrasse Tyson's conversation with Stephen Bartlett on the diary of a CEO into my own life. So I appreciate you listening and I'll catch you on the flip side. Peace.